Welcome to Women Beyond Faith, where we are finding freedom on the other side, one story at a time. For women who have walked away from faith, the challenges are often overwhelming, isolated, abandoned by family, misunderstood by partners, ostracized by friends, shamed for thinking critically, cursed for speaking out, subdued by the patriarchy. Thank you for joining us today as we provide a platform for women to speak up, to speak out, and to share their stories because their stories count. Their stories matter. Here are some ramblings from, by, a formerly psychotic evangelical Christian homeschool mama. So mind you, I'm PMSing. I'm at the end of my accelerated summer nursing semester that's been kicking my ass. And I had a really hard conversation with my young adult son the other night that has just broken my heart, pissed me off, and I feel like I just gotta talk about it. My husband's out of town, overseas. We chatted a little bit the other night, but I feel just really isolated right now. Like, who do I even unpack all of this shit with without having to burden my friends? With the magnitude, the sadness that I'm feeling. You know, and my new friends, my new humanist secular friends, you know, not wanting them to think that I'm fucking crazy, batshit crazy, abusive mom. My friends from my Christian days that are still talking to me and in relationship with me, not wanting them to say, see, Leah, I I told you so. Like, leaving religion is like the beginning of the end for you, you know? You're falling quickly into despair. Get back in the church. Start praying to God and asking Him to to move in your life again and to heal you and to make you a whole. That's such bullshit. And I know that, and I just don't want to hear that false shit. And so, here I am, because I think this is going to be just therapeutic for me. (sighs) So the other night, my son and I had a conversation in which he just kind of expressed how lonely he is and how lonely he's been since he started deconstructing his faith at the age of 13-ish. 
and how I, as a mother, didn't show up for him. I didn't know how to love him well in that space as he was not only challenging me on, you know, everyday life shit, expressing his autonomy and trying to become a young man, but even more so challenging my foundation of Christianity. And I just didn't know how to handle it and I didn't know how to take it. And at the time, there had been some real shit show pieces of reality um, in relationship to my family of origin, biological family of origin, with my mom and a brother and a nephew and an inappropriate situation with one of my daughters. And this shit just hit the fan. And my mom stopped talking to me. My daughter was a basket case. I alone was trying to help her heal and care for her broken spirit. And try to hold myself together. I mean, I was seeing a therapist to kind of help me with some of that at the time because my mom wasn't speaking to me. My mom and my brother and his wife and lots of other people in my family basically accused my daughter of uh, hallucinating and making shit up and then in turn... Um, of me and my religious stances teaching my children that any child that was not a Christian follower of Christ was a sexual deviant molester. And uh, I never taught that to my kids and I don't remember thinking that at all. Although my family unfortunately has loads of fucking sexual deviancy and molestation of minors um, within it. And so it was always a conversation that I had put out there with my kids just to talk to me if there's any kind of inappropriate behavior. Um, don't allow anyone to touch you or fuck with you in any way. And so, yeah, that conversation was on the table. But when this particular situation took place, my mom and I had a huge blow up. And uh, I said some things about her parenting and her mothering that really hurt her to the core. And so I was isolated, trying to care for my daughter. And um, that's about the time that my son kind of came to me and said, this religious stuff, Mom, is really a bunch of shit. And I just had, like, nothing left to offer to him besides anger and disappointment 
and um, harsh words and angry faces. And, oh, I can't imagine what he must have felt like. The vibes that he got from me as his mother that was supposed to love and encourage and uplift and be love and light to him. And so he became more isolated over the years. You know, it was just kind of safer for him to just do this stuff on his own. My husband was great and like engaging these sorts of conversations with him and listening to debates and conversations and read the books that my son was reading and watch YouTube videos together. And uh, my husband didn't really step in much when I was angry with Josh or yelling at him or expressing my disappointment over the fact that Maybe he was watching YouTube videos instead of doing his homeschool work. I mean, I don't even remember. But the other night he said, Mom, do you remember that time that we were in the basement? And I think I was watching a YouTube video on my computer. And you just like went off on me and we were screaming at each other. Screaming. I don't know what I said. Um... But I know it must have hurt his heart then, and it's still hurting his heart now. And so, another memory he shared with me was in our homeschool community. I made him take this class, a worldview class as a freshman at this little homeschool group that we were in. There were maybe like 10, 12, 15 kids in the class and they were you know, reading about how you could become a better evangelizer you know, this Christianity shit is truth and we're gonna just make sure that our roots are deep and that we know how to share our faith and that we know how to defend our faith when, you know the enemy or the people that the enemy is using come at us and try to attack our faith. And so one day during that class, they had to share about the characteristics of God that they saw in God. And so he said he went last and, you know, all the rest of the class shared about this loving, kind, good God. And then when it was his turn, he kind of said God was a fucking asshole. And uh, he says, I can picture every person in that classroom's face, the teacher and each kid in the class, just looking at me with this kind of hateful, spiteful, um hopelessness that this kid was in deep doo-doo. And so he said he'd been having nightmares about that lately. And again, so in that community, he isolated himself. 
you know, and he never really let a lot of people in. You know, my husband and I, we offered for him to go to public school. We actually moved um, the summer before his freshman year so that he could go to public school. And he didn't want to. Um, he wanted to, c to continue to be homeschooled. And and so I feel like we kind of offered him some options to kind of get out of the house and and be around people that maybe thought more like he did. I mean, yeah, I sure was like, oh, gosh, I hope he doesn't choose that. And maybe he felt that for me, that I would be disappointed if he made those choices. But my husband was a teacher at that school, and it was a pretty good public school. And, you know, I don't remember us being like too like oh you shouldn't go to that school you should stay home be homeschooled but whatever he chose not to do that and so here he is you know a young adult with very few friends and and he's a workaholic and he's like I think I work so much because I get validation and acceptance and kudos from my boss and my boss's boss and my cohorts that I work with day in and day out. And in that, though, you know, when it's time for family vacation or time to take time off, he doesn't tend to do that. And, uh, and so he continues to isolate himself. And just recently, we had a week at the beach with my in-laws. And everyone, except for him, and then my daughter that's studying abroad this summer made it. And I had sent to him a picture. He actually, he asked how things went that week. And I was like, oh, it was, it was good. We had a good time. But we missed you. And then I sent a couple pictures. And evidently he was looking at the pictures and just kind of feeling sad and feeling isolated. And he articulated that... He's always been the odd one out. He's always been the oddball. He's never fit in. You know, since he was like 12 or 13 and he started questioning his faith. And my in-laws are just like, you know, hugely conservative Catholics who believe that they have all the answers to how and what your worldview should be and look like. And so... It's like he doesn't want to put himself into a space where he's going to continue to feel judged and made to feel like shit. So instead, he says he can't come, and he goes to work. So anyway, I'm sad. I'm so fucking sad. I mean, I'm an empath, and I just feel his pain and his sadness so deeply, and then add on to that my own sadness and anger and regret, and I'm just a blubbering fool right now, whimpering and sobbing and yelping. But as I've been just processing this and contemplating the situations and trying to meditate upon this, you know, I can't help but see 
what a huge factor religion played in my parenting and my worldview and, and uh, the subsequent actions and reactions and the push and the pull of how I dealt and parented Josh, you know, since that time that he expressed a doubt in the Christian worldview. And so it fucking pisses me off. You know, I have some friends that say, oh, religion's not all that bad. You know, we can't be too rude to the Christians and we can't tell them that religion poisons everything. And damn, I just, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. And so here in my own life is a perfect fucking example of how Christianity fucking messed with my family and messed with the way we parented. And now I can't say that it's all religion. You know, I'm an imperfect human being and I've got baggage and issues, anger issues. And, you know, who knows, even if I hadn't had religion, what my parenting style would have been or how that would have looked and how I would have been able to respond to my son, you know, on different issues, right? So I can't even begin to kind of distinguish or delineate or determine that fact. But I can say that religion caused me to treat my son like a fucking piece of garbage. And it created within me, you know, this, this judgment and this a sense of surety, you know, and maybe that's not even it because like I wasn't sure and maybe that's why he just was my son's vocalization of what he was going through. Maybe that was just subconsciously like raising all of these doubts that I have had over the had had over the years, you know, and I since I was already so fragile and struggling so much from the situation going on with my daughter and my mom and my nephew. You know, I don't know. I really don't know. But today, I just want to affirm the fact for me today in this space that religion causes a whole slew of problems and it causes otherwise kind and loving humans to do really shitty things to their children to their other family members to other people who are not religious in nature And uh, so where am I going to go from here? I mean, my son and I had a really good 
conversation. Um, he's processing. I'm processing. He hasn't answered my texts nor returned my phone calls since that night. But neither has he returned my husband's texts or phone calls or my daughter's texts and phone calls. I know that he's safe because I've texted his girlfriend. Um, and I'm trying to give him some space, you know, to process. But the thought of him just, again, being alone and sad and isolated, that continue that, that role or that space he's held for so long. You know, and he said to me, like, it's so hard to break down these walls. I build up all these wells to, walls to protect my heart over these last 10 years. And it's like, he knows he's got to break them down, right? He needs to say, yes, I'm going to not go to work and I'm going to come spend the week at the beach with you guys. And yes, you know, I'm going to call you back, mom, when you call me or, or set up a time to hang out with the girls and go out. So I'm trying to give him some space. And yet I just want to hold him and just cry my eyes out. I did tell him how sorry I am. I told him I was a shitty mom. And he heard that. He heard that well. And, and he was just so kind and gracious. And you know, like understanding. But one of the other things he said is like, Mom, we haven't had this conversation. Like, you never apologized to me for being a shitty mom, for yelling at me and for hurting me. You know, it's like once you became an atheist and believed like I believed, like we were best buddies. And like all that other shit was just kind of like, you know, thrown away with the bathwater. And like, we never talked about it. And so I was just able to share how hard that is as a parent to like, as you know, to admit that you were a piece of shit and you made some really bad decisions knowing that you hurt your kid, you know? And like, I guess as a mom, I was just kind of hoping he wouldn't remember that shit. I don't know or remember it as clearly. Um, but he would only remember the good times. But that's not how I was in remembering my parents, right? And growing up in my house, those hard times when, when there was struggles in the family, gosh, those are as clear as day, those memories. And so, at least, you know, I had the opportunity to say, I'm sorry. And to say, let's work on this, you know, you and I together. And so I don't know when I'm going to see him again. I don't know when he's going to want to talk to me. Um, but life can be fucking hard. And it's even harder when you don't have a community of people who love you and want the best for you to surround you and 
lift you up and encourage you and be that shoulder to cry on. And so, thanks for being that for me today. And thanks for understanding. And thanks for just listening to my ramblings. I, I need to study for a test. I've got a huge test tomorrow and I've been studying all day and like I'm so anxious and just so unsettled. And I cried for a little bit and I was talking to myself in the backyard when I was watering the flowers and I just said, Leah, go kind of talk it out and get it out there and and maybe instead of just holding it all in, you'll feel better. It'll be therapeutic. And maybe it can help somebody else who's been there, done that. Uh, you know, the fallout, this side of faith, or the fallout due to f leaving faith is huge. And sometimes things just kind of creep up on us, you know, like I felt like I was getting into like a really good groove and had dealt with a lot of shit and but these sorts of things just kind of continue to rear their ugly head but, you know I truly believe that good's gonna come out of this that my son and I will have a stronger relationship um that I'll become a better person for admitting my many faults. And uh, my son is such a, just a beautiful goddamn person. And uh, I just hope he can find some friends in a community that loves him for who he is. You know, I'm hesitant to like call some family members and say, hey, can you reach out to him? Because so much of their answer to his problems are is going to be, you know, come back to faith. And uh, that is not what he needs to hear right now. That's not what he needs to be surrounded by. Anyway, thanks for listening. And, uh, I appreciate you. Thanks for joining us today on Women Beyond Faith, where we are finding freedom on the other side, one story at a time.